0: Hello, Point Fivers. Welcome to another week of the podcast. Let's go, let's go. Let's go. I am Josh, your main host of the day. And we have our fellow hosts here, Serena. Hello, hello. And David. Hello. And we are back for another week. Hope you guys had a good week. Um, You know, the weather's kind of raining here in Vancouver, so it's nice refresh. So I'm gonna start off the podcast by asking you guys, How have you guys been doing? How shitty has your week been?
1: Oh. Whoa, are we censoring that? (laughs) Sure. Okay. (laughs) No, no, no. Maybe not. not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so how instead of I've decided instead of asking how good your weeks are. You know, every human needs to take that time to have a little negativity in their life. So,
1: whoa, so, what what? that's down-
2: actually very helpful because when people, that's sort of the default way to ask, like, oh, has your been like? They kind of assume that your week's been good, and you gotta give them the things that were good. Yeah, but then it's like sometimes I have a hard time like trying to be like, um, yeah, there was this, and then I kind of like point it out.
0: Good point, David. That's exactly why I kind of want to cover our topic today. But before we enter, let me ask you for a uh, first, Serena, how shitty has your week been?
1: Um, it has been very shitty, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like trying to censor myself, um, because, you know, we're like slowly transitioning back into going into the office, like full-time potentially, which is like, um, unfavorable.
0: Wow. That really sucks.
1: (laughs) Dude. I start at 5am. That really sucks. Well, I start at 6.30, so I wake up at 5 to go to work or like get ready and then obviously like travel to work. Um, so I take the hour to get ready and then 30 minutes to travel. And then I get off at 3.20. This is uh, me on Fridays. So I get off at 3.20 and then I have to make my way into teaching Pilates class. Wow. So my day ends at 9.30.
0: That sucks. On Fridays.
1: That really from sucks. 5 to 9.30.
0: It really sucks how you don't have like the time to take care of yourself.
1: Um, how I don't have a life.
0: Yeah, yes. <laughs> Basically. Well that's Serena, I'd like to tell you. That's quite shitty indeed. <laughs> <laughs> that's today's Thank concept. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't know if that's a compliment. But I guess if that is the concept for today, then it is, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Instead of saying that's good news, I'm gonna tell you that's terrible news. <laughs> Wow, wow, what a crappy life you got. Yeah. Hey, like, <laughs> I, it sucked to be you.
1: Are we all trying to be Debbie Downers? This is a great turnout after our last week's podcast <laughs> on being mentally healthy <laughs> hey, like, and positive mindset. We come to this.
0: I'll get to the point afterwards, but before that, let's move on to David's shitty day. How, are, how shitty has your week been?
2: Man, I got my second dose. Oh, yeah. So I had to deal with sort of the like, Momsar and what's that in Dude, English?
1: I got my second dose. Oh, yeah, like one day apart, right? We got. I our, got mine on Wednesday. I got mine on, oh, I got mine on Wednesday as well, but just in the morning.
2: Yeah. So got that. And then carrying those symptoms, I had to force my body and mind to still complete some final assignments, final like projects. And it was hard because I had to sort of lead that group as well. And it would have been fine if I wasn't feeling that great, but then that was challenging, and I also had to send off my uh, like chim, like packages to the moving center oh, to yeah. Toronto. Yeah, so Dang, it's I actually
1: had, gonna happen, eh? Hey?
2: Yeah, and I had to do that packing in like seven hours. What? Wow. Uh, like I, last I, minute? Pretty much. So I'm. I, I'm pretty sure I forgot like a couple things here and there. So. Yeah.
0: S- sucks. sucks. <laughs> like it has been a shitty Dude, week for you um,
1: too. for those who haven't taken the second shot yet, I almost died.
0: What was your symptoms?
1: Um, Like it was, I was, I was fine. Cause I, so I took my shot around like 8am. Yeah. And I went into work right away.
0: Wow, that's a Because my
1: next day was um, my off day. So I had to like time it properly so that I'd have a restful day yeah. the next day, which is like when it's supposed to be the worst, right? Yeah. So um, when I went into work, I was fine. Like my arm was kind of sore, but even like when the girl jabbed it in, it was kind of sore already, already.
0: She jabbed it in? She
1: jabbed it in.
0: Do you have like a bruise on your arm from the jab then?
1: No, but it felt like I had a bruise. Dang. Yeah.
0: So what, what were like the symptoms you had? Like were you just super tired or? So
1: I started to feel super tired and then my body started to ache um, and like I was feeling super cold. Oh, yeah. Like it was kind of like having the flu. Yeah. And then I was feeling really dizzy and like I was going to throw up. Um, and then I was like, in like a really high fever mode.
0: Holy crap.
1: Yeah. And then I started take, like I literally like threw in some Advil. Then I felt like I was going to be okay. Right. And then I woke up and I felt like I was going to die again because the pill obviously wears off. Yeah. And then I took another two pills and I felt like I was okay. And then I, was, I felt again like I was going to die. It was like a re- repetition of that cycle of like, going to die and then surviving. So you're like and resurrecting then and then dying again, then yep. resurrecting <laughs> and dying. Yep. Well, wow. Exactly.
0: So you felt like what it felt like for Jesus.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it was going to be that extreme, but... <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty bad for me to bad. the extent where like at one point, I was thinking like, wow, maybe I shouldn't have taken that second shot to go through this so much, like this much pain. It was that much. I was almost in tears. Actually, I was in tears. <laughs> Okay. No, She not, wins not the,
2: lie. She wins a crappy symptoms battle. <laughs> Mine was not that bad. <laughs> How what
0: was yours like? Was it just, just
2: like the I just had like I just felt a little lightheaded Yeah. The first day and then the Pfizer? next day. Moderna? Uh, Moderna?
1: Pfizer Moderna? Pfizer. Pfizer times 2. Pfizer. I did Pfizer as well oh. times 2.
2: Yeah. I yeah. just had like a headache at the end of the second day, but besides that oh, well, that just kind of translated to be me me being annoyed at everything. Yeah. But besides that I was, I was okay. I wasn't like yeah,
1: but I mean, nonetheless, I encourage all of you to get vaccinated.
2: <laughs> After saying all that,
1: because you know you are, you just feel like you're gonna die for only two days,
2: right? So instead of actually dying, you'll feel like dying. Yeah, for two Gosh. days. Yeah, so it's like a temporary pain. But
1: release. if you actually ha ca- like catch the virus without the vaccine, you'll feel like that for two weeks. Right. So two days versus two weeks. Right. Right. And it's you not, weigh out those symptoms yeah, or it, outcomes. It's not that it's also
0: that not everyone gets those symptoms.
1: Oh, that's very true. Right. Everyone everyone, you know, like it's kind of on a case by case basis.
0: Yeah. I heard it's based a lot on your condition too. So like I know you're like going to Pilates and you're like always worn out.
1: I heard that's not always the case. Oh really? I heard that someone, um, this is a very unfortunate story, but I've heard from someone close to me that's they're like hard. Okay, this is kind of like (laughs) So it's like far away kind of um, story story, But um, So this person I know His car dealership person His car dealership's friend Okay (laughs) Caught the virus (laughs) Yeah And his legs are paralyzed What? So he can't walk anymore
0: Because he got COVID
1: Yeah and he was like a perfectly healthy individual. Like not to scare any of you guys, but yeah, true story. Life like, is tough.
0: I think yeah. that is a true definition of having a shitty.
1: Shitty life.
0: Yeah, shitty COVID. And just uh, before we enter into the uh, depths of our topics today, just a uh, apologies to the viewers. Today, the title of our podcast is Shitty Day. So excuse our language, um, just mindless. Just referring that shit is just crap. Crap in a more serious way. A serious way. <laughs> so, uh,
1: more offensive way.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, my apologies for the crude language. Um, if this is too much for you, I I advise you to turn off the podcast. You should have said right that now. at the beginning of the <laughs> introduction. Now, right?
1: You've you've said enough of the <laughs> word.
0: It'll pop up a couple times. today more, but uh, yeah, if it's too much for you, uh, feel free to skip on to the disclaimer. next week's disclaimer. Disclaimer. Skip on to the next week episode. But um, yeah, let's, so before we go in, I just want to let you, like ask you guys. So everyone has their shitty days, right? Like I know, I I think I've seen you guys long enough to realize you guys have your own fair share of shitty days. And I, on, the, on when I see you guys during those shitty days, it's really shitty.
1: <laughs> like on your part too?
0: <laughs> on my part too. Like shitty days do translate over to other people, right? So are you guys able to forecast like… At the beginning of the day, that today's gonna be a crappy day? Or <laughs> do you guys like, or I'm sure there's moments where you're like in the shitty situation and you're like, oh shit, today's gonna be a shitty day. Like, do you guys are you guys able to forecast those things?
1: Well, okay, this is like a really TMI um topic, but yes, when I'm on my period.
0: <laughs> I can testify.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can testify.
1: TMI, but yeah. seriously, man, like when those months, when those like week like hits, it's like, wow, it's going to be a freaking <laughs> shitty, one shitty week that I'm going to have. Really? Yeah. Like, it's like when you start, you're like, ah, like, ah, it's like so dreadful.
0: I have a question regarding that. So once you realize you're going to have like that kind of shitty week, yeah. right? Do you prepare your schedules to accommodate that?
1: But you know, like when you live life and you just become so busy, like it doesn't work that way where you can prepare for it, prepare, prepare well for it. Right. Because um, when I was on a very nutritional, healthy diet, my yeah. periods weren't as bad. Like my, my symptoms weren't that bad. But you know, when you obviously live such a busy schedule and like just life goes on and you just eat whatever you have to eat and like... Um, whatever you want to eat, then yeah, it's going to be pretty bad. It's like, I call it um, my report card for the month. (laughs) (laughs) So if I have lived a very healthy A plus lifestyle, then, you know, I will get a pretty good like.
0: (laughs) Report card. Yeah. (laughs) Good good period.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And if I have a pretty, if I have been like eating pretty shitty and like living a shitty life, then yeah, I'm gonna get a shitty report card. Wow. Nonetheless, that is how it works. It just it connects.
0: You gotta say the phrase that you've told me about how you feel like when you're on your period. How like when you look out the window, what did I say? You could feel like you're your oh torso.
1: so how it how it feels like is you know like you're just dying inside, right? Like you're just soul your soul dies your soul alongside dies. with. Like half the bottom half of your waist, yeah, like waist below, it just like it's as if it's just walking outside on its own. (laughs) (laughs) It's like disconnected from the rest of your body. It's in so much pain. Really? Like so much pain.
0: This is sort of like unfathomable for me. For for
1: you for both of you guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if our shitty days can compare
1: (laughs) anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Listening to this. Yeah. And then imagine like after that, like the one time we don't have to go through this is when we're pregnant. And we have to even go through a bigger pain of giving birth.
0: You know what I realized? Oh, that's so true. Because like once you you find out you're pregnant, you're stuck with that child in your stomach for like a good nine Nine months. months. And you're anticipating the day that it comes out and you know how painful it's going to be. It's literally a ticking time bomb. Ticking time bomb. Wow, I can't imagine. We should have a, like uh, a pregnant Ajuma come in and
1: or or like someone who has been who has given birth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if 5.5 listeners if you're curious about that kind of stuff, we can uh, hopefully
1: bring uh, in a guest. Bring in
0: a guest to share her horrific experiences. <laughs> I guess it's a beautiful thing though.
1: Of course, of course. Yeah. And you know some women say is that it's like a privilege that only women can experience. Right.
2: Is it cuz if guys are able to do it they'd like give birth to weird things <laughs> or something.
1: <laughs> no, but like seriously, like that's what that's what some women say that it is a privilege and it's a b- beautiful thing. But, you know, as someone who is single and has not gone through that experience, I don't know. Right. Do I really want to experience that pain? I don't know.
0: <laughs> right. I just want to say you got to be careful you're not single.
1: Well, yes, yeah. I guess. Like if you want to go into that, I am not single, but I am single in my marriage status.
0: Oh yes, yes, you're yes, that makes very much mm-hmm. sense. How about for you, David? Like are you able to have a crap like do you are you able to forecast those kind of things? Holy, I don't
2: have a internal report card like Serena. <laughs> <laughs> but I think sort of my crappy days come from it's, it's usually not like sort of what I have to do. Mm-hmm. But sort of the context or like the people that are involved with it. And like, you know, after talking with people, if you, if you get like on a, even a casual conversation, you can get a sense of like if you guys click or not.
1: Right, right, and right. And then
2: if I sense that this doesn't click, usually like it's over there. But then if it's a situation where you still have to sort of force yourself to click together, then sort of that
1: like midway into a situation. Right.
2: So then those times become like sort of a red flag for me saying that like I can foreshadow me working or spending time with this person will not be easy. So like those are kind of more of the things. And then I guess as like those things build up… So no real like… I'm not sure if that's a forecast. But it's like some sort of like way to sense these things.
0: So for David, I guess it's more like a, a forecast knowing when you're communicating or working with someone, I guess. Do you guys ever have like I know for Serena, it, it, like she can have shitty days without interacting with anyone. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you have your period, you're essentially… <laughs> you're
1: just internally going through a shitty day. Yeah,
0: by yourself, right? Like, <laughs> But for you, David, um, would you say you would have shitty days by yourself? Like if you had a day like with… Like
1: internal factors? Yeah. With no external, right? Yeah, contact? yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: Usually not.
2: But uh, in that sort of gap year I took where I was just seeing music, right? right. So basically, I didn't have… I wasn't forced to meet or do anything that I didn't really want to. But then I guess the times I can get sort of those crappy days is like when just things don't seem to work out. Yeah. But even then, like you can sort of start sensing if like things aren't working out and it's not working out for a few days in a row and then it becomes crappy. But then I, I've never like been like waking up being like, oh, crappy I should gate. go back to bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, like wake up in like,
2: yeah, wow. I shouldn't wake up today. Like I've never had that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, I see. I see. So you guys never had that kind of like moment where you guys wake up and you're like, "Today's gonna be a really shitty day." I'm just gonna go back to sleep. Reset. No,
1: I have. I have had those days, but like usually from it doesn't just happen in one click. You know, usually it's a build up, right? Right. Right. And of like semi like almost crappy day, but not to the extent where you're like, "Ah, oh, this is I can't." But then you know those days just build up, and then the one day where you've had it enough, you're like, "Okay." I am not going into work.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I, like,
1: I,
2: I totally yeah.
0: agree with that. Yeah. yeah. It's usually a buildup. So would you guys say I mean, y'all have had your fair experience of having those shitty days. Then as, you know, as humans, biologically we have a defensive mechanism because we gotta protect our health, like mindset too, right? Do you guys have your own way of preventing those kind of shitty days? Or do you guys like have a way of like coping with it during those specific moments? What do you guys do? I bet you take Advil or something
1: <laughs> I guess for my internal report card yes i take i take Advil as a defense mechanism but, <laughs>
2: right but besides that um
1: but like i think for me like i have to go through that day anyways so there's like things i have to get done yeah like there's priorities i have to meet so i just go through it you know i just like push through it and i try to Just take my mind off of it and like keep myself busy, I think. Busier. Mm.
0: Busier. Mm. Oh, so you're more of the like, like you fight against it.
1: I I don't want to say I fight against it, but I just um, ignore, try to ignore it.
0: Oh, I see. see.
1: Like distract myself from it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like still there. Yeah. But, you know, I try to just like take my mind off of it.
0: Right. Okay. Interesting. I
2: I, I feel usually I like just want to push it back as far as I can. Yeah. So like up to the upcoming hours I'll feel like very dreaded. Yeah. But, like, oh my God, like should I fake my death or like, <laughs> 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 like I I just feel so like out of it. Like I don't like all my focus is on thinking of like how can I um push this back or not do it or avoid it. Right. So, oh. so like that's kind of how I usually feel, but if if it's not something like relating to some sort of interaction with another person, it's like I usually get energy when I just spend time by myself. Oh, so just be like uh, relaxing or like I guess now going to the gym or
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I guess it's like flight versus fight.
0: Right. I I think for myself too. I. I, I have a weird personality where I'm constantly kind of thinking about how I'm feeling about the situation. Uh, like, how do I feel about this? How do I feel about, about this? And I kind of like, how do you say, comfort myself? Like, it kind of, it's, if you, if you probably opened my brain, you would see another Josh, petting Josh. <laughs> like, it's okay, buddy. But yeah, I, I, I would kind of realize that I'm having a shitty day and I would just kind of block myself out from the world. I think that's my kind of mechanism. So I guess everyone kind of like has their own coping mechanism. I
1: think for me, although I am an emotional person, I try not to be emotional. Oh, I So I, I like try to force myself to be logical. Right. But I am an emotional person.
0: What <laughs> happens if your logical side just disappeared?
1: I would probably die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I would probably disappear out of this world. Really? Oh.
0: So that logical side of Serena is very important. It's very
1: important. important because it's what holds me like it you know sometimes there's days where it's just so so horrible but I would tell myself stop it Serena. Just shut up and go. Shut well, up and do it. Yeah. And I would really challenge and like push myself. Right. There there were days when I would, where I would do that. I'd be very like um, hard on myself. Yeah. Because you know like I have all these priorities and I don't have time to sink in all my emotions.
0: Yeah. Dang, that's actually really interesting, because like I guess like while we're talking as well, because we're close, we kind of know each other's stressful moments. You know, like I can tell, I know what your stress levels are like. I know what David's stress levels are like. And I think we relatively know what our friends' stress levels are like. But like when we see people outside who we don't know, they probably have really really shitty days too, but they like keep their composure so well. Of course. Yeah. So I think that'd be like. What Serena said, you have like, you know, that logical side that continuously pushes you to go out there.
1: You almost have to put a mask on if you have to like face people and stuff.
0: Yeah. Wow, is it COVID
2: again?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Except-, Except the disease is... Internal. Internal. <laughs> Not a report card. So in, in that case, I know for David, you like spending time alone a lot. Kind of like your recovery time. Yeah, is I need yourself. my
2: space. I get annoyed when people are trying to be near me.
0: During those stressful periods.
2: (laughs) Because you're
1: like sensitive?
2: Kind of. I'm like, if if they just leave me alone, I can like cool down by myself. But then if they're like there, I'm like bothered by that.
0: Right. So I guess for David, do you like during that time by yourself, do you have these thought processes that kind of convince yourself that it's going to be okay? Or is it like just you forget about it and you're just naturally cooling down? What's happening in your mind during that time?
2: I just pour everything out in my head. Whether that be like, swearing or like, oh my God. or like punching somebody or like, I don't know, taking them down Niagara Falls. <laughs> wow. Like, but everything's just happening in my mind. Yeah. It could be that or it's just like going to things I like rather than be just listening to music and stuff. Yeah. And then after some time, my logical side appears. Oh, he comes back from vacation. Yes.
0: <laughs> he's like, I'm back.
2: Yeah. And then he's like, hey, what's happened? And I, oh, and then he sorts it out for me. Oh, that's
0: interesting. interesting. How about for you? Do you like spending time alone or do you kind of meet people to do that?
1: Um, I don't know. I think it's a bit of both. Um, you guys know me. I am a people person. Yeah. But after COVID, I have, not going to lie, become slightly like introverted. If I was 100% extroverted, give me at least 20% introverted.
0: Yeah, I think you've become like a weird hybrid of sort.
1: Yeah, a weird yeah. hybrid of sort. <laughs> that is very accurate. Yeah. So um, I think, you know how they say that when you have like, when you get really furious or like angry, that if you give yourself a couple minutes, like it'll like cool down. But if I'm alone, um, it's the opposite for me, I think. Like I get oh. more furious because I get so caught up in my mind,
0: oh wow, like in
1: a very bad cycle of my mind, so I have to like move around and like try to distract myself right um from it
0: interesting like so. I have
1: to be doing something to distract myself I can't like I try to not keep myself like going at a cycle in my mind because that just leads to like some sort of downfall right
0: it's oh. like a destruction
1: yeah it, it really leads to like just like a bigger breakdown right. So I try to like not go there.
0: That's so interesting because you guys are polar opposites.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so in some ways then.
0: So if one day we did like an experiment where David would have to use Serena's coping coping mechanisms oh and Serena God. had to use David's coping mechanisms, you guys would both probably disappear die. from the world. Probably yes. die,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, that is super interesting. So do you guys, have you guys ever tried like talking about your stressful things to other people? Like, Have you guys ever tried that?
1: I think there are elements that I try to talk about, but mm-hmm. there's also elements I don't try to talk about. But you know what I've also noticed is that um, that because I'm an older, oldest sibling, yeah, that I actually try to keep my problems internal and I like, try to take things like into my own hands and fix it myself. Instead right. of like, oh, like, you know, sharing it with other people and like, more so than that, like I try to just keep it internal and just fight it myself.
0: I see. So you have a lot of like, I guess the more personal, deeper, stressful things you would want to keep to yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: But for like, how about let's say you have some little trivial ones because when trivial ones build up, that becomes equally as annoying and shitty, right? With those things, does it help when you speak to someone about about that?
1: I don't know. I don't think I've done that oh really yeah like the true internal like problems I don't think I I rarely I think talk about it even with like my closest friends I'm almost a guy I can almost be a guy in that sense right like I don't feel comfortable talking about my like deeper like inner feelings
0: I see are girls relatively more better at speaking at deeper (laughs) (laughs) feelings I don't don't know (laughs)
1: I don't know. Like even with like work and stuff, I'm, I like rarely complain about work. Right. Like you guys don't really hear me complain about um, like work stuff or like my office stuff. Right. No, yeah. Not
2: unless we ask you first. Yeah. 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 Right.
1: And then like there's rare times when I would like really like, I think it's also because I like I keep myself so distracted and busy that I don't have time to actually like examine it myself. Like dissect oh, it myself. I see.
0: Hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's there's a very interesting psychology behind that too. So that's very interesting. That might explain why you are the way you are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to uh, psychologically assess me?
0: I think throughout the couple of years, I've already dissected you inside and out many you times. You
1: probably have. Wow. Because I am so. a very like. Um, external person right like yeah. I'm very like expressive though yeah. like it, as much as I am internal yeah like I am also very like readable yeah yeah I I make myself readable to people that are close to me right, right. like you know you guys would definitely know if I'm having a shitty day
0: yeah oh <laughs> like of course we can know from a mile away yeah <laughs> you're
1: like oh dang Serena's coming in and she's like She's going to have a shitty day today. Yeah. So we have to be careful. Yeah,
0: You can tell when she calls you, you say, yo. It's either hey or yo. It's like there's a big difference. You got to steer away when she says yo. But anyways, how about for you, David? So have you ever, I mean, like I know you prefer to spend time on your own, but have you ever like shared your stressful event? Like there there must have been a moment where for both of you guys were it's like so crowded in your brain and you're like, oh my goodness, I just need to release this. Just let me just say it verbally. Has that ever happened? I think like
2: maybe once. Yeah. But just, uh, from my experience so far, I'm just realizing that really nobody really cares about you.
0: Oh, wow. So
2: that's at least for me, it's not really even worth bringing it up to other people. Yeah. Because like, it's just going to be like a then and there situation and like that's it. And also, I feel… I'm pretty good at being like logical, mm-hmm. and like just being able to access things objectively. So I'm usually kind of fine by myself in being able to assess my own sort of situations and my own things. Mm-hmm. I'll sometimes ask for like um, partial inputs from other people, but I'll never really disclose the whole thing. Usually, because people don't even really have the time to listen to the whole thing, nor do right. they really care. Right. But like, I also don't need that either
0: interesting y'all like are some special breed <laughs> what
1: <laughs> and you think you're not
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm pretty no but
1: i think um but but when it comes to like problems with people i i will speak out about it right. uh, i will talk talk to you about it but if it's something like of my personal problem like i won't talk, speak to it
0: oh uh, so something that's internal you yeah. would keep it internally
1: yeah or you are you what, like what like internal,
0: I'm not sure if I have a lot of internal problems.
1: Really, <laughs>
2: I feel so. My life is super boring, guys. I
1: have so many internal problems. That's
2: a
0: problem.
1: That is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Wait,
2: like, I know you said you don't share, but what? Like for instance, what?
1: Um, I don't know. Uh,
2: oh, she's not gonna share. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is public right now, so.
1: Yeah. I mean I have I have some internal problems. <laughs> I have so some bad. internal problems. But you know <laughs> like in those internal problems I like would rarely like share it with with someone. Right. Because I feel like it's my own problem and I have to fix it. And even if I speak out about it like there's nothing that's going to make it better. Like I'm just making the problem bigger by, by confirming it. Yeah, and that too and like not not confirming it but like by sharing it. Oh, I see. I feel like mm. it, the problem grows in that sort. But then if I'm having like people problems, if it's something that I can talk about and like it can get fixed, then I'll talk about it.
2: What are like internal problems though? Like what goes under that branch? Like to categorize it, is it things like career stuff or like family Yeah, body yeah, that kind of stuff.
1: Like, yeah, like oh, adult adult problems.
0: Adult oh, okay. problems. Yeah,
1: like you have like you know like oh, I'm going to like afford a house. How am I going to like you know, get married, like how and like where and who and like why, like these kinds of like things. The big
2: life problems.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah, so like wow. personal
1: life problems more so than relationship problems. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, interesting. That's actually very interesting. Like
1: it's not like if I talk about like how I'm going to find a deposit for a home with someone that they're going to lend or like give me money for it. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's not that big of a point for me um, in talking about it. There's no... Real like solution to it, yeah,
0: yeah, makes sense,
1: mm.
0: makes sense. I think a lot of point fivers could relate to Serena's problems because you know the housing costs here are ridiculous.
1: It's like absolutely oh nonsense. My gosh,
0: like how is anyone supposed to start independent life here, right? But anyways, that was that was very interesting because you know like I I, I figured that you guys might be some people who enclose your internal problems to yourselves. So I did do a little bit of research and it said that around 47% of people who took the survey have said that speaking out loud actually helps. For several reasons, for several cognitive reasons. One would be like, it. yes, it does kind of affirm that the problem is real and very much real and like, you know, out there. But I think for some people, half the problem is kind of denying the stressful part of their life. Like they don't want to admit it. But by saying it and telling someone, it kind of reaffirms it. So for some people, that actually does help. Um, and I'm like getting so
1: stressed yeah. talking about this that I'm like starting to rip out my lips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, don't rip out your lips, dude. And I've also wrote uh, four types of support that people do receive in terms of um, moral support and stuff like that. The first one was emotional social support. So that includes affirmations of one's worth, concerns about one's feelings, and the sharing of positive regard. And this falls along the line of listening to and validating feelings, letting others know that they are valued and offering a shoulder to cry on. So th- I guess this would be like more of a situation where I'm thinking like if, I don't know, there is like someone in your family has passed away, you, you just need to cry, right? Mm. And it, sometimes it feels better to know that someone is there for you. You're not alone. You are alone. Technically, in this world of emotions, you are kind of trapped in your own world. No one can experience I'd it.
1: Rather, I would rather actually be alone in that situation. Oh, really? Yeah. That's more of an internal thing for me.
0: Oh, that's one of the internal things for yeah. you? Yeah. Dang.
1: Yeah, like someone passing away and stuff like that is, I think, more internal for me. Interesting. Because it's it reflects more so of my personal relationship with that person.
0: Right. How about if you had, let's say, so let's say it was like a friend of yours, God forbid that ever happened, a friend of yours that had passed away, but you have a group of friends who are very close with that person and they all cried together. Wouldn't that kind of feel better for
1: yourself? No. Not at all. I think um, when I'm crying, I don't like to cry in front of people or like with people. I Mm -hmm. would, I like just, not that I like, but like I am more comfortable like in my own space when I'm crying. I see. In my own personal space. When I'm being that emotionally vulnerable.
0: Oh, I guess for you, you kind of need that time and space to just be yourself. Mm, Let everything out. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. How about for you, David? For the emotional support. like
2: Emotional I've, support.
0: Have you ever had a need for that?
2: Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. But... Like I said, my, my life is just very static. Right. It's like if it was a heartbeat rate monitor, like yeah. there's ups and downs, mine's just straight. It's like zero BPM.
0: Wait, Holy
1: does that mean you're that dead? Means you're dead. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wait, let's say it's going upwards though.
0: Okay. Well, the next one is informational social support. So it involves a sharing of advice or information that can help someone who's experiencing a stressor or a challenge they don't know how to handle. This includes offering advice that people may find useful, pointing people to experts who may offer advice and sharing experiences. So I guess for this one, I guess it's more of like the technical things. Like if, let's say Serena needs to buy a house, but she has no idea how to do it, she'd look for a mortgage, mortgage specialist. broker. Specialist. I
1: yeah. think I, I am this person two yeah. people. I think you are. I think I, this is me. Like, like, I don't go looking for advice myself. Yeah. But I am this person to other people when they are in stress or in, they are in need of help. Right. I try to be this person. Oh,
0: uh-huh, I see. So this is a type of social support you'd, you'd love to give.
1: I don't like love to give, but like, this is kind of the type of support I would give because like, It's more of like a useful support. Right. Like something that that can actually help solve their problems. Right. You know? So like I try to take the logical approach. As much as I like being an emotional support to my peers, like I think I also try to be an informational social support.
2: I think I'm more of this too in terms of giving. Yeah, I,
1: I think you are as well.
2: I feel awkward trying to give emotional support Mm. or even actually me receiving emotional support, I feel uncomfortable.
1: I think like I can see David being almost like an AI when he like gives emotional (laughs) support. Like, hey there, There, it's okay. (laughs) Cry on my shoulder. It is going to be okay. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat as Serena here, I guess.
0: Interesting. But I
1: think I, but like for me, I think I give, like a good portion of Im- emotional support before I give Im- informational support, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. I I also think like I don't want I don't mean to like genderize anything, but that is sort of like also like a feminine portion. Like guys have less
1: emotion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, we, we have more difficulty in relating, like in, relaying in our emotions.
1: sentimental emotions, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh,
1: sympathetic emotions, exactly.
0: So you're not really a guy yet,
1: <laughs> because I still have that emotional support ability.
0: Yes. So uh, that's good. You're not. You're you're still there. You're
1: still there, <laughs> but dude. I, I go through the monthly pains. I think I am a female. <laughs> uh, you're certified for sure. <laughs> <You're> certified.
0: <laughs> but yeah, the informational social support. I think that one is probably the easier to do because you're technically. It's very like It's like
1: you're detached.
0: You're detached. You, anyone can offer advice. That's why people get paid to offer advice, right? Uh, like right. So I, I think that's also why a lot of people find that more easier to do. Anyway, the next one is tangible social support. I think that one might be the most hardest because it's including sharing resources, either material or financial. Obviously, this can include providing loans of monetary gifts, but it can also involve offers to share childcare duties, helping a friend move, or even bringing a casserole to a grieving family.
2: Isn't casserole food?
0: It's like yeah. a food, like yeah. a spring roll. No,
1: I think uh, it's more like a pie.
0: Yeah, it's like a, more like a like a Western pie. Is that yeah. a thing to eat casseroles? That to make else.
1: it's like, it's like a comfort food.
0: Yeah, I guess like poutine. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's just like a s- s- term, you know. Okay. Like, if like a
1: like a warming food, you know, that will just like warm up.
0: Yeah,
2: okay, I should try a casserole. Your soul.
0: Yeah, I think this one. I think this one is like a cheat in the emotional way. Like, let's say if David yeah. was going through or something, and mm-hmm. I don't want to relate emotional things to him, I just bring him chicken. Hey, protein.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, here's some protein. Yeah. For your for your shitty day.
0: Yeah, it's a good gesture.
1: I think. mm, I think. I think these all come can come in like simultaneous ways. I guess so. Components of this because I've I've done like I have a friend whose cat has passed away before. Yeah. And I've like given her flowers. Oh yeah. Before. Yeah. Like something like that would be like tangible yes. social support, right? I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like I'm also here in the sense of maybe not monetary things yet because like I'm, I'm not in the stage of my life to be making money. Yeah. But in terms
0: of like time or like.
1: I think that's still um, pretty is tangible. Is that part of informational?
0: Like giving <laughs> time. Time, I'd say, is still tangible. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or maybe that's actually the fourth one, which is belonging, social support. Providing social leisure and belonging. This means including friends in the group or spending time with friends who need support and may feel alone.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. So
0: I think I think belonging and social support is the most important for me. Like the fact that it's like, it's kind of sad knowing that you're alone in this world. It gets kind of lonely. But then I always remind myself, maybe that's why we were, you know, made in, I don't want to say made. I want to be very neutral about the way I say it. But like we were all like, born into a community kind of setting, right? Mm, there must that, be a-
1: Like naturally we are drawn to like a group of people.
0: Yeah. Like I, I if I was in a pretty crappy situation, like I'd say even this podcast, like while doing this podcast, I've definitely received a lot of healing by speaking with you guys because it, it just gives me a sense of like belonging. Like, oh, these guys are still people that I can kind of- um, Relate to. Re- relate to and rely on.
1: And like find community.
0: Yeah. Like I don't I, I know what David was like, you know, sometimes when you tell your story, a lot of people don't give a shit, which is true because to some extent we can't relate hundred percent, but I'd say that even you guys or even for myself to you guys, like I'd probably take a listen as if it was my own situation. I try. So I guess that like kind of this one is more important to me. Uh, how about for you though? Cause you know, you have a lot of friends, Serena. Does this ever play <laughs> too?
1: Um, yeah, I think it, mm. you know what? Actually it doesn't. Really for myself, no I don't I don't like I don't get um, heal, healed by finding belonging and social support.
2: Mm. like the problem itself has to be resolved for you
1: uh if not resolved um, like I just have to like I feel like I have to solve it myself like I have to go through it myself. And, like, find healing myself then like, try to find it through other people.
0: I see. Interesting. Sorry, yeah. I was lost my train of thought there.
1: But then, you know what? Like, but for me, like, I have to go through it myself to be okay with it in order for me to be able to speak out about it with other people. Right. Like, I have to be at a stage where I'm okay to speak up about it. So, I have to go through, like, before that stage, I have to go through it myself and, like, physically experience that pain. Mm. And then be healed, like, at least a little bit before I can actually speak out about it to my peers.
0: Oh, I, I think I totally know what you mean.
1: Because,
0: mm. like, let's say that you're in that emotional state where you're not organized, your thoughts are not organized, you're kind of in pain. By speaking it, you're not, it doesn't really help. Yeah, no. Yeah, you kind of have to organize it yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have to, like, um, just uh, push through those times like independently. Right. Before, yeah. I don't like being very dependent, to be honest. Really? I think so.
0: Interesting. I'm
1: not used to being very dependent.
0: This might come off as like a little bit personal, but with, how does that translate in terms of your relationship?
1: Um. So, very interestingly like I thought that it was important and like a very good characteristic to be able to be very independent. But to my partner, like he thinks that it's not that great because I don't talk about my problems. I don't share my problems. Um, and I'm always like, like, oh, I have to solve it. I have to do this myself. He's like, no, like we share those problems. Like we go through this together. And I was like, no, but that's my problem. Like I have to fix it. Mm -hmm. So like, it's hard for me to try to get into that mindset that like we share our problems. And I completely agree with what actually he says. And I think he's actually pretty much right in the fact that like, because we are, you know, bonded that we have to like try to, like go through these problems together as a couple. Um, But I'm still like not used to that because I'm just used to trying to like resolve it myself. Like, oh, there's this problem and like, oh, I have to fix it. Like I have to, um, you know, make myself stable. I have to make myself independent. It's kind of like my automatic onset mindset.
0: Right. That's very
1: interesting. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean... It's it'd be nice if I could be dependent, but then, like, just because internally you know, other things like, what do you call it? Like even even with family, like although you are very dependent, there's just some things that have to be done independently.
0: Right, like, there are some things you can't really
2: and like depend on. And the being independent does feel nice in the sense of like oh you sort of have control over your situation. Yeah, you
1: feel very achieved. Yeah. There's like a sense of achievement when you're like independent and like you succeed independently, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Although it would be nice if there like were times where you could just lean on just for a bit so you can get back standing. Right. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Because the, the reason why this kind of fascinates me is because I'm sure the way you guys solve your problems and being independent, I'm sure that kind of influences your relationship with other people as well. I don't know how to what extent that may be. Maybe it influences to, to the point where you meet certain types of people only. Because I am think I'm assuming that when you're really independent yourself, you'd rather meet people who are also independent as well.
1: You know, you know what's really funny is I have a lot of friends who are not like first, like the oldest in in their family. Yeah. And I can sense that they're not the oldest. I can tell. Right. They have like certain characteristics where you're like, oh, they're definitely not the first or like the oldest in the family. Right. Yeah. And then there's like traits that I see in like people who are the oldest that I can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like, uh, believe in that sibling, uh, hierarchy. Sibling hierarchy. Or not hierarchy. Like I believe in that, like, (laughs) that the, like the way, um, you grow and develop as a older or like the youngest one, like it, influences your personality and your characteristics and your values not to the extent of your values but like the way you act and your behavior and stuff like that i think
0: i agree i agree um i also believe that like it it may be different to the extent as well because like let's say let's say david and another example we know who's a third born right uh
1: yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you can see the level of independency and responsibility and the amount of discipline they have, but also like I think how the firstborn treats the third child.
1: Second and third person.
0: Yeah, like and just like how they're raised. I feel like it just has a lot to do with the family itself. But I I, I do understand what you mean by that. Like the firstborn obviously has and I'm also curious, is this a cultural thing? Like do you think Western people oh. could be different? Like, yeah. Because I guess collectivist culture really has an influence on the Hmm. family setting, right? Yeah. Because like if everyone was independent on their own, then the firstborn, secondborn, thirdborn, it wouldn't as much play a factor as where we're like a little bit of a family setting. We know parents rely on the children and the firstborn obviously has the most pressure because they Mm -hmm. rely on us and we're the oldest and we have all the responsibilities. I'm not sure if I have
2: any insights on that. But that's, that's very interesting
1: because there's things that I see in Josh where he's like oh like definitely he's uh he's the oldest in the family and then there's like traits in uh, David where I'm like yeah definitely the youngest in the family <laughs> yeah <I laughs> and then that other one friend we have is like definitely the definitely. youngest in the family like spoon fed yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense you don't even know who I'm talking about <laughs> but yeah
0: so how do you feel about that? So you, you guys all must have some people around you that really rely on friends to cope with their stress. And I feel like as you guys are more independent, people who are more dependent would come to you guys to rely on. Has that happened to you? Like Do you guys know anyone around you that's you know, always under stress and they're always looking out to reach to you and be like, hey man, I'm like really under stress like, and they want to talk about it. Do you have people like that for you guys?
1: Yeah, I definitely do. Um, and I, as much as I'm not the person to do that, like I love being the person to like try to listen and oh. be a um, what is it like emotional supporting person? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I can like do that too. It's just uh, in the longer and I'm, I'm not sure if it's really healthy for them mm-hmm. to be just be constantly there because they sort of need to find ways to either just solve the problem or you know just manage it dependently to or independently i mean right cuz like i'm i'm not always
0: going to be there right like it, i i feel like i know what you guys mean in the sense that there are some people who absolutely rely on other people like in absolute like they can't solve it on their own
1: yeah, really dependent.
0: Really dependent. And it comes to a point where, you know, talking about an issue a couple times is okay. And that's the sad thing. Like as a friend, you always want to be there for them and help them cope with it.
1: So I, I um, distinguish between problem and complaining. Yes, yeah. Those two are completely different things, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're like distinguishable. Right. And when I see someone who's like constantly complaining... I don't listen anymore. Like no offense, but it's like it's annoying. Yeah. Because I'm like, dude, like everyone has like shitty days and shitty parts of life. Like just move on. You know, right. just suck it up and move on. There's things like that and there's things that, you know, you actually I guess it's it's to my standard. Yeah. To some extent. So it can be, you know, my standard can be different from yours. But um there's things where I'm like, uh, like I've had I've heard enough of that like you i guess there's it's like this it's like when that person has a certain it starts out as a problem when you first listen to it and then because they're doing nothing to solve it but they're just constantly talking about it it becomes a complaint
2: yeah i, I agree. think i think like dependency is not very healthy yeah like collaboration i agree can work yeah. but if it's just dependency like i think that becomes a problem right cuz um if you're just dependent there's no growth in you but if it's like like if it's for a moment or if it's like a more of a collaborative thing where it's like you're building each other up mm. like that could be more healthy and yep. like beneficial but
1: i think everyone has to go through some sort of pain um to be able to grow
0: right i agree mm. and like it's it's
1: growing pains
0: yeah, and especially as you're going older, like you, you, the, the the amount of complaining and whining you can do, it substantially decreases. Like you kind of have to suck it up and do your own thing. I think that's part of growing up. Right? I I agree. Yeah, but yeah, everyone can have their shitty days, and it's nice when it is nice when someone is able to say, "Hey, man, it I like really ranted out." Yeah, I really feel for you. You had a real shitty day, like just like how I was relating to Serena's shitty week. No one wants to be Serena this week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, you better have said that last two
0: words (laughs) this week. This week. Saved my life there. Um, But yeah, it's okay to have shitty weeks. Um, Yeah. I I did want to ask you guys, like, what are your advice to the listeners about how to cope with it? Because this entire podcast episode was actually inspired by Tablo's episode of how, like, what do you do when you feel like shit?
1: I think he talked about listening to Disney music, lot, like, Disney princess music. Musics.
0: It's more specifically the <laughs> motivating part about the musics, right. where like the princesses are like, yeah, like the
1: most like climactic part of the movie, right? Yeah.
0: So how about this? I'll give you guys thirty seconds each to just tell the listeners how do how your advice on how to cope with stress, and then we'll end it off there. We'll start with Serena.
1: I think to be like physically moving.
0: Physically moving.
1: Yeah. Like to distract yourself, um, I think it's best when you just stand up and you just like do something else. Like move away from that space that Mm. you felt like you were, you know, being distressed of.
0: Great. That's actually great advice. Mm -hmm. Nice. How about you, David?
1: Damn, this
2: is hard. Uh, Like I said, run away. as far away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is like not even fight. It's like fight... Not fight and just flight. <laughs> yeah, just flight.
2: Yeah. Just get away if you can. Yeah. If you can't, then like really objectively assess what's happening and what you, what you can do, like what's in your control. Like
1: logically.
2: Yeah, and then just honestly, because that's the only thing, the, the things that you can only control, just do that to the best of your abilities and the results don't really matter after that, I don't think. Right. So just have good process if you can't run away.
0: I agree. I totally agree with all the things you guys said. I really like how Serena says displace your environment, which is absolutely crucial. And my my advice, simple advice, would be really take the time to just breathe, organize yourself. Because a lot of the shitty days, they come to you in like a whole bundle, right? And you gotta kind of untangle that to realize that this is actually dealable. Right. You can solve it. Uh, you know, saying it to yourself kind of helps you. Writing it down on paper and in notes, like why you're feeling so shitty actually really helps you. And Like, society now really tells you to not show how much of a shitty life you're having, right? You have to look, you have to put a smile on. Like Serena said, you have to put a mask on. Um, But sometimes you need that day to just recuperate and tell yourself it's going to be okay and actually just accept that everything's going to be shitty for a while. (laughs) I feel like when you realize everything's going to be shitty for a while, you feel much better about being shitty.
1: No, but like, you know, you don't always be... Like, you can't always be shitty forever. That's true. You know, like, you're going to have your good days. So I think in part ways, you have to think, you have to be hopeful. Yeah. You have to just be patient. Wait that this is, you know, all a, you know, season. Right. That it'll pass.
0: Yeah. Report card's going to end soon. Yeah. yeah. You know, the and then you have rise.
1: to wait and prepare for your next report card.
0: Yeah. Prepare <laughs> That's so terrifying, man. It is. Well, that was your shitty podcast episode. Um, not saying that our episode episode is shitty. <laughs> <Just> saying that, <laughs> or
1: neither is our podcast shitty. No,
0: not at all. And please, once again, forgive me for using the word shit. I, we do not like to swear on the podcast, but just for today. And to end it off, to our .5 podcasters, I hope you all have a shitty week. <laughs> Sorry. And a happy okay. new year. Bye. Bye.